Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. We're going to dust off some of the NFL cobwebs today, start our handicapping process uh, by just kind of refreshing some of the stuff that happened in the offseason that we think moves the needle for win probability for some of the teams that matter, some of the teams that don't, some good stuff, some bad stuff, some good hires, some bad hires, good moves, bad moves. All the stuff that we kind of will ultimately weave into our team preview handicaps, we're going to tease a lot of that today. Um, but before kind of getting into the meat of the pod today, Andy, I hope you're doing well. I don't know if you saw, but um, three times now this year, three times, the number two pick in a professional draft has been impossibly mispriced. How is this? How is this a thing? Like it's it's an un, it's a I think teams are better at keeping a. <clears throat> information close to the chest now because last year it, four it, for it, four on the one pick this year yeah. three for three so far on the two pick huh? i wonder and i wonder too with the you know with the advent of gambling on it and the you know some of these sources some of these information people trying to get it out and i think some of these teams realize like hey we used to be able to tell somebody about this and it wouldn't get out to other teams because like it just it wasn't information that anybody outside of other teams were looking for. And now it's like, well, everybody wants it because they want to bet it. And yeah, some people get some good numbers on uh on Carlson. Carlson. So um it, yeah, I, I I do wonder I don't want to even get into the sham thing. Like that's horseshit. Yeah, no, like just it, it imagine the size of the company of FanDuel. Risking, <laughs> I mean, you're essentially risking your betting license in all your states if you are honestly trying to pull shenanigans like that. So I've, I no. mean, it's just that. That said, I think that's my final take on the Shams thing. It's like, no, there was nothing nefarious, but yeah. I would also be fine with people like him not having jobs at. <laughs> of course like i think i think i think i, I want it both ways for sure but um, of course no no my, it's uh it's yeah. a, the informational market like that I, I i do believe it is like more people are looking for that information it gets disseminated faster and it gets to other teams and i think that's what we saw it like the the banchero thing yeah that was that was not like that was not told to even paulo until essentially like an hour before the draft. Like they kept that shit tight as you know, Houston's been very tight and NFL and NBA. Some of these teams have been very, very quiet about what they're gonna do. So I mean, I'm and it makes it harder, but it makes it more fun when you find something. Yeah. My only thought on the Shams thing, and this is a hundred percent opinion, not based in fact at all. I think he saw that there was a non-zero chance that the Pelicans were gonna trade up to two and take Scoot. And yeah. so he gambled and he was like, if I'm right, it's a big win. If I'm lost, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the, um, that, the, that checks out. And ultimately like, and yeah, that, that goes with my, that, about that, it. it's already water. Yeah, that, that follows mm -hmm. my, it wasn't nefarious by like FanDuel wasn't scheming no. and twirling their mustache and trying to get you. <laughs> on the uh, but I do want to shout out the deep dive discord guys. Cause I was literally like, you know, I popped in there. I was like, oh, yeah, what's going on? Then? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, wow. There's a big mock that has this guy, too, and he's seven to one. Hmm, interesting. 
Um, and I was like, when's the NFL, NHL draft? I'm like, oh, it's like tonight. an hour. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's in like two hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? How, how, huh? So two hours to go. The number two pick completely mispriced for the third draft in a row. It's so weird that last year it was all the number ones were wrong, 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 wrong. And this year so far, all the number twos have been wrong, wrong, wrong. Wild. Um, uh, so apparently the the second LSU guy will not be picked second. It'll go pitcher from LSU and then some, yeah, some, some somebody else, somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, yeah, also some dysfunctional <laughs> organizations now yeah, looking at looking for, but as Drew said, like we are, we're in NFL mode and maybe we, we talked about it a little off the air at the end of last week, but uh, yeah, next week, obviously there's a holiday. We're not working Monday. We'd love to start doing two a week. But, uh, I mean, maybe that leads into what's your 4th of July plans slash 3rd of July plans. What are you going to do over the long weekend? We had a camping trip planned, hiking and camping in the Sierras. But I don't like is, how that sounds. Yeah. It, too much snow, too many bears. Yeah. So we are not going. <laughs> we will be absorbing the heat wave here in Southern California at the beach here in Long Beach. Uh, take the boat out and cruise around. Although... Uh, a friend of mine uh, is just bought a new cool bitchin' uh, uh, cabin cruiser uh, down sure. in port, and he's taking it up to Sacramento. So um, schedule permit Maybe some boating. Yeah, schedule permitting. I mean, we're going to do a little three day three day uh, run up the coast, stop in Santa Barbara. Maybe just yeah. like yeah, just like my holidays in 2018, the Bears uh, have ruined it for you. <laughs> yes <laughs> fucking double doing i was talking about the double doing yes yeah. um the bears I, and that's it there's just too much snow really like all the yeah. hike all the trails all the places to camp are all just they're wet they're, they're my poor snowy. uh yeah it just didn't work out too my poor snow. wife has to work <clears throat> monday so i don't know me and the kids will go to the the pool i'll bring a book and hell yeah swim all day we'll just do we'll go to the big pool every small town around here it's just like the biggest pool with like slides and shit i don't understand how they afford it um, cause the rest of the town's all, the rest of the town sucks. Like, Hey, we have a really good pool and a dairy queen and that's it. But, uh, probably do that. Grill a bunch of meat. Feels like, it feels like it's been a while since I did some just ribs, just some basic, ribs, just yes. some basic good ribs. Work. The dogs fucking love that when you have some rib bones to throw at them. Yeah. But yeah, we, so we, I digress from that. We'll be back next Wednesday. We'll do the schedule podcast. And then from there, the countdown, we do this every year. We have to work backwards from week yeah. one and figure out how much time do we need to go over every team. So two weeks from now, we'll be doing team previews. I got we do like, not know yeah. who we're starting with. Uh, we have Ooh. not decided. We, we usually, again, this is always a work backwards. So we always work backwards from like the teams. Well, you know, like uh, we were waiting for the Deshaun Watson uh, suspension news. Sure. So we pushed the AFC North because we had a big uncertainty. We didn't want to talk about them first. You know, uh, I believe a couple years ago, like the Brady moving Rogers a couple times, we've said, we got to put these on the back. I don't know who is. I think maybe this is South our has set. to go last because we don't know gonna... if it's going to be Richardson to start yeah, this the season rookies, for the Colts, Stroud to start the year. Are... What's Will Levis look like? We should probably give those guys time to breathe a little bit before we play them. Uh, yeah, I was then... going to say there's not like a big quarterback move left. Um, you know, uh, the, the free, Niners. the free. The free, yeah, the free agents out there. It's like Dalvin Cook and 
<laughs> uh, yeah. you know, Hopkins, those aren't going to be huge needle movers where they land. No, not the Niners. Yeah. The Niners Niner, quarterback situation. Late, He's pushed yeah. the AFC West and AFC South and NFC West to the back of the queue. Um, the pretty, the ones that are like set in stone, we could do tomorrow. AFC West, surely. Um, NFC, NFC North, AFC West, NFC North. Both um, a, both Easts, both, I think, both East are pretty sure. solid. Got to see where Zeke lands. <laughs> <laughs> we will. I'm sorry, Sam. We will not be doing USFL. <laughs> he'll he'll catch on. There's a third running. Oh, uh, do you Hunt, think Zeke got Kareem, calls from the Canadian Football League? I'd be. I mean, if I'm his agent, I'm insulted. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking, like I, I'd be throwing a fit if I, I had to pick up that call, but. No, uh, Kareem Hunt as well, who I believe led the league in rushing one year during his career. Like, there's some good running backs, and just uh, people don't want to sign him right now. Hopkins will catch on. Somebody had a good point on them. I think it was maybe Dr. Eager and Mr. Dimitrov I was listening mm. to the other day. They basically yeah. said, like, he's got a bunch of offers probably around the 10 million. He's just waiting to see if somebody will throw 15 or 20 at him. So, yeah, that uh, makes sense. We'll start, we'll start uh, with one of those. I caught up on a lot of their sure. stuff. I caught up on a lot of the Sumer Sports stuff. Loved it. Um, good. There was some other really good content out today. That uh, shout out to our friend Ben Solak, who was on the um, the Athletic NFL Pod. Have you listened to that one yet? I haven't. It's in Ooh. the queue. That was I got halfway through on like one and a half speed, I think, and I had to stop and go back and re-listen to it at one x. I very rarely listen to podcasts at one x because I just don't have time. But I was yeah. like, you know what? They're making some really valid points, and I gotta re. I, there, there were a couple really complex ones that I needed to listen to again to kind of digest. But that was excellent. The NFL, uh, athletic NFL show with uh, Solak was awesome. Um, yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, this is a good point too. Hopkins didn't have a single catch versus man coverage after Murray got injured, which. Wow. I mean, those quarterbacks that were throwing to him weren't great, but still, you gotta. Yeah. If you're if you're going to be game changing wide receiver one like you've been in the past, you need to be able to beat man. You need to be able to work yourself open. You need to help your quarterback. It's all one big uh, one big happy family there. And yeah, Delvin Cook does look like Miami's going to be a thing. That'd mm-hmm. be a bit of a homecoming for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough luck for uh, the rookie running back that people are hyped about. Devin A. Shane. Yeah, um, he probably would get fewer touches, obviously, but yeah. it looks like it's going to I'll work. be honest. I, there's so many good young players in the league right now. Uh, I don't know if these old guys are absolutely catching on these rosters or not. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> I event, know, eventually man. they eventually they just have to bite the bullet and take like $9 million. Take an offer, yeah. Yeah, mm. they're probably less, God. I, I hate getting into contract stuff, honestly. So okay, um, let's uh, yeah, let's catch up. This is our our catch up episode. It, it's good for us too because we do a lot of this, you know, like uh, hey, we're spending all this time on, on other sports and kind of zoned out on the NFL for a little while. Really tuned in on the NBA draft, mm-hmm. tuned in on obviously God, fr- French, you know, French Open, tuned in on yeah. you know some of the stuff in the spring, the horse racing, the you know just everything else that's going on. And this is our time to pull it back together, get back to what uh, we love, what uh, the podcast is all about, and start really talking NFL. And yeah, catching up. There's so many times we're like, oh yeah, I forgot that they replaced their DC. And, Oh yeah, I forgot that you know they got rid of half of the 
you know, half of this. And I forgot that the Bears spent all their freaking free agency money on linebackers. And, you know, I, for, I forgot that they made this trade. And there's a lot of stuff. And a lot of it is just, I think, sifting through it and determining, like, does this matter? Do I care? Is this going to change? <laughs> you know, or, you know, also to it, everything, nothing should be looked at through the lens of this player is now on this team. So this is going to happen. Yeah. It's like every, everything should always be a range of outcomes and, sure. and, you know, obviously individually too. And you say like, if this player has this range of outcomes, how does it affect the team? Right, well, same, same, very, same thing, fair. same thing with coaches too, obviously. So um, yeah. I, how do you want to do this? We didn't really plan heavily, which is not, <coughs> excuse me. Not yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, I think, I mean, a couple of the lessons learned from last year, at least in terms of, the way some things were priced um, plugging in and playing a quarterback in a new system was certainly not uh, a successful endeavor for any of the teams that tried it. Russ was a smashing failure. Sean Watson didn't really work out. Um, there's a third one that I'm forgetting about the big quarterbacks that really found new homes last year just really were pretty underwhelming. I thought. Yeah. And the, the Watson one obviously was weird coming in. I mean, at mid season, isn't even a good way to describe it. It was three quarters of the way through a year coming in the way he had to come in after you know sitting out part of the preseason as well, not getting to participate with the team. So that was a goofy one, I guess. And I will say maybe that's the true hype team. Like the Detroit Lions are like the, you know, oh, it's Taylor Swift. Like everybody knows Taylor Swift and everyone's like pumped up for Taylor Swift. And like even the public is like, oh, the Lions are, you know, like when your uncle is like, oh, the Lions are going to be good this year. But like the Browns are kind of that sneaky, you know, the, the people who sneaky, do a good job team. with it. Yeah, the people who do a good job with this sort of stuff, a lot of them are kind of in an alignment that the Browns have a lot uh, going for them. And, I mean, a lot of that is a lot of that goes to shit. If we see the Sean Watson we saw in the last what six games last year, because he did not look comfortable of, at all. He didn't look good in that system, and obviously a lot of time to work with him and get that up to speed. Of you know, yeah. heading heading into the second season, but boy, like uh, if that works out, it's a it's a it's a really good team. Yeah. Uh, the two Super Bowl appearing quarterbacks that were on the move this year also. Went from the NFC to the AFC. Yeah. Which is not um, what we needed for the balance of power. The, balance, no. the, 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 no. the scales are tipping. And we've done this. We did this last year, even with Rodgers. And we, you know, we made some guesses that Rodgers might be moving on. And we said, if he moves to an AFC team, like you have, I don't know, who's your best NFC quarterback? Uh, wow. Um, let me look at my numbers, but it's probably Jalen Hurts. I was going to say Jalen Hurts, a little unproven still. He had a great year, but you know, you just we haven't seen him do it and do it and do it. Well, and yeah, so, I mean, I think so. Again, okay, so okay, we're all over the place. Let, let me uh, let, go back a second. So the two Super Bowl I'm just quarterbacks, so excited. I'm just the so excited two Super Bowl quarterbacks that went NFC to AFC were Aaron Rodgers and who, Andy? What's that? Who was the other one besides Aaron Rodgers who went from the uh, NFC to the AFC? That He's played that that was starting quarterback in a Super Bowl. Starting quarterback in a Super Bowl. Oh, this is this is some fucked up trick now. <laughs> uh, 
I am Daniel Jones is not the best quarterback in the NFC. I'm I'm gonna stall it. Oh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was no, two no, years no. Ago. this this off season. Yeah, man. Matt Ryan was two years ago. Jimmy G, say, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy G. G. The uh, not going to move the needle much, obviously, <laughs> but but still, no, like the the kind of the macro statement of we have this weird consolidation of talent at the quarterback position in the AFC is is flatly true. Um, there are very few quarterbacks that you're looking at in the NFC and you're thinking like this guy is a massive difference maker uh, outside of you know the handful of guys we mentioned the Dak Prescott's of the world the Jalen Hurts of the world and, and they feel honestly, like they're all those guys that, it's, yeah it's like a, it's, they're all in a, the same tier like if you did all the tier of the NFL and it's like the you know even Cousins just Cousins yeah. has been very consistent for a couple years Dak when he's healthy he's good Jalen Hurts yeah. is High upside, but you know he had to do it a couple more years to prove it. And then mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Jones ascending, uh, maybe yeah. Jared uh, Goff. Jared Goff, uh, Geno Smith. Gym. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> bum bum elbow. Matt Stafford. Uh, I think like when, these when, guys, yeah, are, these all have, have question marks. Mark. Yeah, well, no, literally, like when you say it out loud, you yeah, say it with a question mark. Like, who's the best NFC quarterback? Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no, like, it, it is. It is a bit of a question, and yeah, the, the imbalance yeah. is is wild. I had to go back and yeah. look how many how many years in a row. Do you remember this when we were youths? The AFC was shit for a while. It's not like they were mm-hmm. shit. It just it's just they weren't as good, and they had some good teams. It's just uh, the NFC team they would face in the Super Bowl was always just a little better. And there yeah. was plenty there was plenty of close games in there to go with the blowouts, but it was like 13 years in a row the NFC won. Yeah. And obviously with, with free agency being what it is nowadays, yeah, I don't see that sort of streak even getting sniffed for maybe ever, but yeah. it does feel like the AFC has a pretty <clears throat> decent upper hand for a few years here. Yeah, and I mean, in addition to the movement we talked about where you have two experienced quarterbacks making the jump to the AFC. Um, several of the, uh, you know, s- s- several of the veteran, all, all, you know, long, long, you know, Tom Brady has walked out the door. Uh, he is no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, you have a number of second year starters by the looks of it. And Sam Howell for the commanders and Desmond Ritter for the Falcons. You just haven't seen a ton of tape on those guys at all. Uh, Kyler Murray is hurt for at least the beginning of the season. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Stafford, who knows how long he'll be able to keep it together. He did apparently did not have elbow surgery, but he feels healthier than he's felt in a long time. We'll see how long that lasts, but um, you know, I think this is probably his last ride. Um, and uh, yeah, Jay, I didn't mention Jordan Love. This is his third year in the league. We've seen him make two, two or three starts in total, in totality, all these years. So, um, ton of inexperience across the board, and uh, just not a lot of real standout, you know, blue chip name brand quarterback play. Which means that in general, there's going to be imbalance in you know, just schedule, you know, degree of difficulty on the schedule. Everybody, these divisional opponents on an NFC division are easier. Just period. Like you're not playing as difficult a quarterback. Um, we didn't even mention you got rookie in uh, Carolina. Uh, and uh, so you know, say that that division, yeah. the, the, the turnover in that division alone, you, Derek Carr is 
You had one, yeah, you had one AFC to NFC jump, and it was Derek Carr, not was, Lamar Jackson. Um, Derek Carr, yeah. Yeah, so I know, yeah, the state of the quarterback in the NFC is a, is at an all-time low relative to the AFC. I don't think there's really any, you know, any reason to qualify it more than that. Uh, similarly, the state of turnover in terms of coaching, um, you know, I think, let me look here. One, two... Three, uh, yeah, only two of the five new hires were NFC teams, but you still have a lot of relatively young and unproven uh, coaches and staffs on the uh, NFC side of the board. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of does create sort of a wide open nature to the NFC if uh, if you consider the fact that, you know, the Eagles have a much tougher schedule this year and your second favorite in the Niners is a question mark at quarterback. It looks like they're going to get Purdy on the field, maybe. Uh, I don't really have a solid read on this. I know people are buzzing that he is progressing through his rehabilitation faster than expected and he may be able to go week one. I need to see him take some preseason reps. (laughs) I got to tell you. Throwing elbow injury like this and the brace and all the you know the surgery that he had is not trivial, um, and uh, if you know it's going to take some balls to put that guy on the field this soon after the surgery, and you know I don't really know if it matters that the Niners get out to a hot start. Like they're still probably going to run away with the West, even if they get out to a three at three start. So you might as well go Sam Darnold and not risk re-injuring Brock Purdy's elbow. But what the hell do I know? Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a wild uh, kind of landscape we're looking at right now in terms of the disparity between conferences. Um, and I think, you know, we haven't even mentioned Pat Mahomes to this point in the podcast, but he's still there. you know what he did last year vaulted him into rarefied air. Two championships now. Uh, he did it with a team that you know on paper coming into the season was not as good as the likes of the Bills, and you know it really felt like last year was maybe the window was was closing on the bills that in was, hindsight like um i mean weird. it's funny too the narrative preseason was is this it for the chiefs you know that was that was a big thing that uh, was kind of sure. getting bandied around this time of year was oh man you know lose tyreek and pretty bad pretty bad wide receiver core and Man, Mahomes making that that contract is really going to be an albatross, and obviously <laughs> it, it is eventually, and it's already starting to be. But like, is his defense going to be the same? They don't have good corners. Are they going to get anything out of the pass rush? Is and again, the the Tyreek thing was so big, and then they just go out and win it all. But yeah, the the Bills uh, the Bills team was weird. Um, I think some of that maybe. I mean, if you want to go and just do basic. Uh, I mean, this is like a geometry problem. Honestly, one of the, the transitive properties and all that. It's, uh, you know, if you really believe a big chunk of the success of the New York Giants was Brian Dable, then some of the Bills stuff probably makes sense. You sure. know, that's that, that, those two things jive together absolutely. And zero sum game. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Kafka guy myself. I, sure. I, I, I really, well, I, th- I think that, that whole coaching stuff, you can just tell. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like when you see it uh, with an NBA team where it's like this lineup when these five guys or even just, you know, when these two, three guys in the front court are playing together, mm-hmm. it just flows better. You do see that with some of these coaching staffs. Yeah. And you, you'll hear that, like, you know, they're just they're on the same page. They're not getting thrown under the bus and press conferences when when things go wrong. So I think the Giants coaching staff is good. Uh, but yeah, th- that was the main takeaway from like 
looking at the head coaches to me, mm-hmm. there's a ton. And obviously you have the new guys, which are all like this, but there's so many guys in like the prove it chunk oh, and they're shit. all in like different parts of their career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Arthur Smith probably has to do something now in year three. Um, Aberflus, you know, you get that grace here and you got the number one pick you made off. Well, like, but you know, you got to see improvement now, Zach Taylor, you know, super high expectations at this point. Is it going to turn into like a, a Marvin Lewis, except two rounds later, where they just keep losing, you know, not quite getting there. Um, the, the, the Kevin O'Connell, like I kind of feel bad for him for winning all those damn games. Like you, you set the bar kind of high because the media is, you quickly forget about how lucky some of those wins were with like 63 yard field goals and, you know, uh, Jefferson catching that ball on what fourth and forever oh, yeah. uh, scoring a trillion points to three in the second <laughs> half versus the Colts. the Colts. Like yeah. some of, some of those wins were just uh, ludicrous. And I do believe Kevin O'Connell's a good coach, but he mm-hmm. set himself upward. Now you got high expectations. Obviously we talked about the Browns Stefanski. What is this? He's got like 50, 50 games played or coach. So we're talking year five for him now already. Jeepers, mm-hmm. cats. Um, like, is this a team that's going to consistently make the playoffs and be a, a force now that they spent all the money on the quarterback? Lafleur has been around a lot longer than any of the guys I mentioned, but now he has the whole... I can the the big dig on him his whole career was like yeah well, I I can do that with Aaron Rodgers it's like it's like the the Michael Block thing well if I drove the ball like Rory obviously I'd go to the <laughs> NFC title game every year um, you know and, and you know the young guys for sure but uh, Josh McDaniels I don't know we'll see I don't even know if that's a prove it that's just a hey stick run around it for out, a yeah run, run out the clock run it out, yeah. it's it's gonna be and then. The two good coaches, the two really good coaches in the NFC, probably are looking at some serious quarterback issues in McVay and uh, yeah. and Shanny. Like, yeah. we don't know how it's going to go with all the injuries and yeah. trying to get people back at the Niners. And obviously, you just mentioned like Stafford's elbow's not right, and we really thought he was going to have some surgery. Yeah, and I mean, so much to reflect on and all that rundown you just had. But uh, going back to some of the stuff off the top. Um, the Giants had a better offseason than the Bills, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of the lost brain power of Bean uh, mattered too. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it felt like uh, we were heading for a uh, you know kind of a consolidation at the top of the AFC with Buffalo and Kansas City, but Kansas City's not that much better than last year. They just have a superhuman, you know, that has this, that gets to snap the ball every single down. Um, and you know, an amazing coach. They lose Bienemy. Didn't mention that, but yeah, I'm uh, trying to think. I'm trying to think to of the analogy for that. Like, just you know, the, the <clears throat> if every team was a weighted average, like just mm-hmm. the quarterback. The, obviously, the quarterback matters so much. And, yeah, and when when you yeah. have when you have a Mahomes, it yeah. Just, it maybe doesn't matter so much when other things aren't running at 100% efficiency. And I think I think you can kind of ask questions about a lot of the teams at the top. Eagles, tougher schedule. How is that going to impact them? Eagles lose both coordinators. How is that going to impact them? My personal opinion is they're going to – it's going to hurt to lose Steichen. It may help to lose Gannon. We'll see. Yeah, Gannon. Um, Gannon seems like a real weird dude. And <laughs> weird guy. At, at that point, too, um, I, I, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I don't want to dog on him, but I, yeah, 
I'm kind of with you there too. And we I, already I like, talked. I like yeah, we already talked about some of the questions about San Francisco. Um, not only do we not know what ultimately who you know who QB one is to start the season, we don't know if Sam Darnold can be reclamated. We don't know if Trey Lance is going to make the squad. Uh, that is quite the asset flushing um, of the, you know, trading up for the number three pick and then ultimately not getting a guy on the field for more than two games. Um, the So, yeah, the question, you know, teams that are good at the top of the AFC, you know, big question, I mean, NFC, big question marks. Uh, Mike McCarthy takes over play calling duties for the offense of the Dallas Cowboys. Plenty of people have made lots of jokes at his expense that that's not going to work out well. We have yet to see, but that could potentially impact your Cowboys. Um, Geno Smith regression due question mark. Uh, and you know, we already mentioned Tom Brady gone with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are replacing him with Baker Mayfield. That's probably not a repeat playoff team. Um, yeah. you know, so you could have a ton of turnover in terms of I mean, the playoff uh, field in the uh uh NFC. Oh, we didn't you didn't even mention uh, about the 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 Vikings. Kirk Cousins had eight game-winning drives last year. Yeah, it doesn't. How is that possible? It, it's so that seems weird. unrepeatable. Like the Vikings' success doesn't feel repeatable, but at the same time, I, I you know, wins are weird. Wins are funny because it's a small sample. You only have seventeen games, but like in my mind, the Vikings will be a better team than last year. And you know, obviously, like that means probably winning nine or ten games. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is you know a drop off but at the same time you're just not going to get that lucky in all those close games constantly you're not going to have those wins and they yeah. are playing a first kick, uh, first place schedule you mentioned Gino a big thing that kind of got missed because we were so enamored with like Woolen and how they drafted Kobe how how everybody looked for that team it was still another year of really bad defense for the Seattle Seahawks they need to fix that like it doesn't matter if Gino takes a slight step back suddenly that's kind of a bad team because it's like hey you have three really good wide receivers but your quarterback uh kind of got figured out by the league turns out he wasn't actually that good and the defense is still super stinky so like yeah. obviously Arizona is getting uh you know getting the mo- they're your favorites to be the worst team in the NFC obviously yeah. with uh you that's know fair. losing losing some good players not having their starting quarterback for the good chunk of the year. Obviously, they're bet they're priced as the least likely NFC team to make the playoffs. But as you mentioned, like with all the strife at the top and such a big fat middle class, it feels like even they could make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, just I, I was trying to think like who who would be your second least likely team? I haven't actually looked at the odds for this in the NFC to make the playoffs. Like I'm tied between uh, Arizona and LA. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say the Rams had the worst off season by my numbers. Yeah. Washington, Los Angeles, and then somebody in the NFC South. We just don't know who it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess for my, man, my three, uh, my three least likely teams, my third would be Carolina just because they're going to be starting a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, after that, Sam Howell and the commanders, just because the unproven nature of Sam Howell, uh, you have to think they're fourth kind of in that mix, even though there are a lot of, there's a lot of talent on both those rosters outside the quarterback position. Um, that's, that's the thing. Like uh, I, I think maybe the team with the widest range of outcomes is the commanders. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> it's like if, yeah. if Sam Howell could be like 80% Gino, 
Mm-hmm. It's like that's kind of a decent roster around him. Just that they're being, you know, they're going to be dogged on because that's a very unproven quantity at a very important position. But you have an experienced head coach, and if if they get anything out of him, boy, God, it's uh, there's actually going to be a really fun. I think that'll be a fun division regardless. Yeah, but, uh, we have yeah, the bear. The Bears. Commanders, uh, Commanders may have a lame duck coach. Don't yeah. love that. Uh, new owner coming in, probably going to shake things up if they don't show improvement. Um, they do have Eric Bieniemy on staff as offensive coordinator, which I'm should... excited to see. Finally like get Scott to Turner, so I don't know if this is an upgrade, but I'm yeah, I'm with you. I'm excited to see it. It's finally yeah, we finally get the answer. Yeah, like we will. Maybe. Was it? Was it the <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many chicken egg questions like this. I I, yeah. I, I I just puzzled with that the other day. So there's so many like uh, you know is is Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid did it for a long time in Philly. We can't ever say, like, would Andy Reid actually be good with other quarterbacks but, or would Mahomes be good without Andy Reid? It's obviously mm-hmm. a little it's a, it's a little bit of both in all those cases. But the enemy one is the biggest one for, like, the last five years. It's like, mm-hmm. man, is he just not a good interviewer? Do people people don't like his past, some of, yeah. the, some yeah. of the issues he's had. But uh, this that'll be exciting. And I think he picked a good one, too, because if he does want that fast track to – Finally getting a head coach spot. Like Rivera is he, he's getting up there in age as well, and he's probably a bit of a lame duck. So you might just I don't know. I, I don't know. You might just real. you might just slide into the interim. Yeah, but that's not always that always don't always work out. Um so just kind of looking at roster turnover, my teams that lost the most this year relative to last year in terms of just warm bodies who can contribute rams were the first yeah um and it's mostly on the defensive side of the ball uh as i kind of went through with my player level ratings and compiled what are the rams right now the defense is like all-time bad yeah it's, it's uh as low as i've I, i've five i did i did an exercise where i have the exact same process where i'm looking at um you know how much you're contributing to uh you know a, a weighted country contribution to epa per play uh, by position and by snaps, right? I've got gone back five years to do this, and I'm pretty sure there's no worse defense on paper than what the Rams are trotting out there this year. Um, Which is they have, crazy considering one of the players. Yeah, Aaron Donald is. I'm still exp- projecting him to be, you know, two standard deviations better than your average defensive tackle, but there's only one other guy on the defensive roster who's a plus player everybody else's replacement level or worse no. and yeah I, I know we, we, we've seen him do it for years he can beat doubles and he can beat schemes that are meant to stop him but if it's going to be as bad as it looks like it's going to be mm-hmm. like you don't put two hats on him you put three i can just what's what's your game plan just don't let aaron donald do anything and the rest of this defense is very much uh you know Below below league average in a yeah. and actually, you know what's funny? Also, in my in my calculating of this, like I'm adding expectation of guys like Stafford and Cup to play a full season, <laughs> and it does. It's still loss of Ramsey matters, and then there's just not a lot of other good warm bodies out there. Uh, so that could get weird because you know if they're losing games and it's not going well, you could see Stafford get shut down. You could see key pieces get traded. So. Eyes open for that. Uh, I, on paper, grade Green Bay as a downgrade because mostly because of the loss of Rodgers. 
it's entirely possible yeah. love steps in and does a very fair and you know replication of what what rogers gave them last year that's probably closer to a good outcome for him than an average or median um, rogers and rogers you know as as much as he does and i think the, the biggest praise we can give him for let's call it the second half of his career as he's gotten a little older and he's more savvy honestly just man the guy he's not turn the ball over like, and that, that's been you know that's been his whole career but i think that'll be the biggest change you'll see like if love is a little more loosey-goosey with the ball suddenly you don't have that where we're just like we're just not a team that turns the ball over that much on offense and like this is a problem now we do need this defense to step up a lot of smart people uh rate this defense pretty high there's a lot of good names it has to come together a little and then maybe you know maybe maybe a little more uh I don't know, maybe a little more kumbaya in-house. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that, we can kind of reset. You lost Getsy last year to the Bears, but you have Lafleur and the rest of the staff, and you don't, I, I mean, you don't have to deal with Aaron shit. Like, honestly, like, who who amongst us hasn't had, like, a toxic coworker who quit and be like, fucking, like, the, the break room is, like, just a little cheerier today and everybody's a little happier. Like it's a, uh, and yeah, as Sam's pointed out, it's a lot of young guys at wide out and there's a couple of them that showed some flashes. Like if, uh, if there's a yeah. connection there and love plays, yeah. if love can get to like middle of the pack uh, to kind of that 10 to 12, we'll call it the Kirk cousin sweet zone. Like it's probably a pretty decent team. The, the NFC North is also a fun, kind of a really fun division where, Fuck, there's uh, so many what-ifs that could turn basically all those teams into a division winner. Yeah, Green Bay for me is a little bit subtraction by not subtraction at the defensive coordinator position. Um, Thought they probably needed to shake that up a little bit. They have way, 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 way too much high-end draft capital that is underperforming on the defensive side of the ball, I think, to think that Joe Barry's going to all of a sudden figure it out. Um, So that's that's a bit of a... Mm, don't feel super about that. Um, the other kind of big losers in terms of personnel in the NFC, Tampa, obviously, losing Brady matters. They actually lost a decent amount on the defensive side of the ball, too. Um, I think uh, Minnesota, we got to point out, they've lost some pieces now on the defensive side of the ball. Some may matter, some might not. Yeah, uh, the the secondary was bad injured old or very young and it got gutted yeah. so you basically you lost a lot of the snaps in the secondary you lost uh was it tomlinson up front yeah. uh just i mean outside of daniel hunter and harrison smith there wasn't a lot of star power patrick peterson had some had some good play for somebody of his age over the past couple seasons he's gone but you really, really have a lot of what ifs on that defensive side. Like that defense could be pretty bad. I I got into that a little yesterday, where it's just like, hey, hey Flores was a great hire, but your roster fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> Flores is going to turn this defense around in 2024. Like, they, they they're going to need to invest in some. Not the teams. worst defensive roster he's ever coached, though. No, would, that that, uh, that distinction that, goes to the 20, 2019 Miami. Miami that first, Thank his you. first yes. year as a head coach, that that Ooh. team forced like fifteen turnovers all year. Oh, it was bad. it was rough 
Super, super rough. Six yards of play. Was, yeah, they were 21-point underdogs to Dallas on the road, I think. That was, yeah. We've referenced this. Uh, Don't in know the will see that again. But, uh, no, the, the Minnesota, the losses for Minnesota, everybody wants to talk about the like, – oh, you lost Delvin Cook. You lost Adam Thielen. Like, guess what? It's a uh, – who did a good video on this? Either? Uh, Brett Coleman. Sure. He did a good video on outside zone. See, love these big X's and old guys love that shit. Yeah. And you know, I've I've watched some other stuff on this. It's kind of the hey, if you have a good enough running back, decent offensive line, and you are good at executing, this is a, anybody can do this, and anybody can do it well. And you know, that's the scheme. You throw Madison and whoever else in. The running back should be just as good. Uh, Adam Thielen was starting to tail off a little, and you bring in a really high-end rookie. Like the yeah. offense should be just fine. They should that score. left side of the line, like, outstanding. Darius, elite. Oh yeah, two two yeah. really good tackles, a good yeah. sneaky good uh, center, and you got uh, you got a really fun offense. Who's it? Might they might be last year's Lions, where it's just like this is a team that can just score and score and score, and the offense barely has time to sit down and put their helmet uh, you know on the ground next to them before they have to go out there yeah. again might have, yeah they might yeah they might have some tough times coming from behind this year it's possible yeah. uh here's a couple of thoughts generally on the re- rest of the state of the nfc um concerned deeply concerned about the potential for gino to regress considering the state of the interior offensive line for seattle that's standout weakness deeply concerned about the quality of the bears defense for them to make a meaningful step forward in terms of winning games this year, even though on paper that offense should be quite a lot better. Uh, Even if you don't consider a year three leap, a year two under the same system for Justin Fields, that offense should be better. Um, And uh, we saw flashes over team. They they invested, they got their, they got their tackle. Yeah. They got, you know, they got a wide receiver. They got another wide receiver. Yeah. The de- the defense is worrisome for me for the Bears, so. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, just yeah. the best defense in the NFC North might be the Lions if the, if the cornerback signings work out. Like, well, let me see actually what my numbers say. I'm, like, I'm curious. They're not gonna. It should be Green Bay. Like the best defense in the NFC North should be Green Bay. Like they have so many players that are, like you said, underperforming. And if they finally get their shit together, it'll be a good defense. But the Lions invested in secondary over the past couple of years. And, I mean, if things work out, it could be a decent team. The best Weird draft. Def- the, uh, NFC, the NFC North all of a sudden is like the greatest show on turf type of defenses, man. Like there's going to be points, 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 points in that division now. Holy smokes. Green Bay is my best defense in that division, and I have them 23rd. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, I have 27th. Detroit, I have 28th. Uh, with only only upside on Detroit, Ooh. no upside for Chicago. Uh, and uh, Minnesota, I have 29th. Ooh, you baby. know, there's these Ooh, a couple baby. A, a couple books have <clears throat> team totals out, mm. but for the year. So, like, oh, how many points will cool. this team score for the full year? Maybe. I'm gonna go jot down with I'm gonna go jot down with the NFC North ones. Go. I wonder if it's yeah. just like, hey, these go they three go. and one. Like at well, Minnesota, you gotta play over because and Detroit too, because they play so many indoor games. Well, that um, that's the thing. Minnesota's was like four fifteen. Mm. Um, so I went and looked and it's like, well, they they're averaging like four twenty-five 
And then I'm like, oh, one of those years was a 16 game season. You know, just like yeah, they, they, it's been a good offense, and they've had to score a lot of points because of the defense. One of those years they played uh, outdoors at the University of Minnesota Stadium, right? <clears throat> um, might have might have been. Yeah, that was uh, anyway rough. Uh, okay, so where we're going with all this? There's questions abound in the NFC. Every single team, you can find something. Even the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles, you can find something. Um, I think realistically that to me says exercise patience last year in this similar situation, it was take long shots, right? More second place teams than first place teams are going to win their, you know, implied second choices are going to win their division than first place teams. And I think actually it was like three or three or four, um, that did. This year, I feel like it's much more of the cream may ultimately rise, but it's not necessarily going to look pretty out of the gate for these NFC teams. So I, I don't think anyone's running away with the one seed like the Eagles did last year. I really don't. I think that you can basically be patient and we can see someone start for now, five, four and one, five and no, maybe like a Packers or something like that. And then maybe you can bet against them at that point as their schedule gets tougher. I think sequencing is going to matter a lot for the NFC in terms of market entry um, on some of the better, you know, some of the blue chippers, obviously San Francisco, because as you go through the season, presumably either you learn Purdy's not the guy or he gets better as he gets healthier Um, or Sam Darnold runs away with the job. Who knows? Um, But uh, I think realistically that you can exercise a little bit of patience at the NFC because of all the questions. It's going to take a while to sort a lot of that out. Is that check out? Yeah. And I mean, we just spoke to it too. Like how close the four teams in the NFC North are to each other, especially defensively. Um, Obviously there's a, a high upside with all four offenses. The bears have the, you know, the longest way to go with the young quarterback, but all those teams are pretty tight. The NFC West, I think, is very tight because the two good teams have probably some quarterback issues. Obviously, the defensive issue with the Rams. Like um, the NFC South is an absolute disaster with all the new quarterback turnovers, some rookies, some coaches we don't really know if are, are too good yet at this point. Maybe all, honestly, all four of them. And then, uh, you know, the like we just talked about with the East, the Cowboys should be good. You mm-hmm. have the McCarthy thing. The Eagles lost some coordinators. We're not so sure that you can just run this back the way they were able to win games last year, tougher schedule. Washington high upside with the roster outside of QB, and then the Giants were a nice surprise last year if they can build on that. So, like, <clears throat> it feels like every division is just like, you know, uh, you don't have that, oh, it's, you know, hey, this team is minus 400 to win it because they're, they won the Super Bowl last year and the division isn't good. The, the fact that you know, it's just so tight across the whole 16 teams. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully fine uh, exercising some patience, taking yeah. some looks uh, when we get to the schedule next week, take some looks at some of the sequencing and say, you know, again, we say this every year, we'll make some plans. If it works out, it works out, but at least you're ready. I think that should be the look and be like, I'm going to have plans to fire on a few teams. Like sure. if this team is, you know, three and three through six, that's the tough end, but we're seeing it from the big question. What was the biggest question mark on this team? The Detroit defense, like it's, you know, it's the secondary playing. Okay. They lost a couple close games, but we're seeing it come around. Maybe then it's time to fire on them. You know, there has to be some, there has to be some plans put in place. And I think, 
you almost need a plan for all 16 NFC teams where it's like, if yeah, there, there's, prob- there, there's probably an, if then for each one of those teams, or if we get to this point and we're seeing yeah. this and some of it is going to be a lot more complicated, we also have to have, you know, a yeah. few things happening with other teams. <clears throat> there, there's probably a, a scenario for every NFC team to be like, I should yeah. bet this team to win the NFC today. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. And and to your fur- further your point, I don't know that there's a good case to bet on any NFC team to win the Super Bowl or to win the <laughs> NFC currently. I don't right mind some moment, yeah. I don't mind some of the division prices people are grabbing on a few sure. because Packers like, just, is stupid at 5. Oh, yeah, just what yeah, just what Falcons I said that, at 3 to 1 is a bet. Yeah, okay. Uh, the compaction of all the teams in all four of the divisions, it feels like there's probably some decent prices to be had on division prices or maybe even to make the playoffs. But yeah, for to win the NFC, to win the Super Bowl, I think it's, it's very much worth waiting. Whereas the AFC. Yeah. Well, let me just ask you a penny question. A little different. <clears throat> Who do you think is going to be the best defense in the NFC? Where did you have the Cowboys rated? I have them third. Yeah. In the league or in the conference? In the league. Okay. They have probably like off the top of my head, that's the upside team where it's like you have a lot of players and if everyone stays healthy, it's like this is a very, very good defense. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, Niners. Rand- Randy's pointing out the yeah. Niners. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, suppose. That, the margin between can, those two can, teams on paper is pretty We can pretend the Niners stay small. healthy. It's pretty small. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Niner, Niners Cowboys. Um, okay. Uh, the um, <clears throat> It is also worth noting that like four of the top uh, four of the top 12 D lines in the NFL are all in the NFC East. So it's going to be if you have a shitty O line and you're playing, yeah. you're crossing with the NFC East this year. Sorry, you're in trouble. Um, four of the top 12 defenses overall I have in the AFC East. Let's flip over to the AFC a little bit. Um, okay. We kind of talked about how Buffalo's window may have been closing a bit. There are, is a lot of signal there. Um, they turn over their defensive That's, coordinator. Les Frazier is yeah. gone. This is now the Sean McDermott show. If Sean McDermott does struggles at all, I can see him being on the hot seat towards the end of the season. He seems to be kind of in the in the in the mode of I underachieved in the playoffs last year. I'm taking more control of things. If this doesn't go well, then it's my job. Do you get that same sense? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't get that sense from the uh, ownership up there. I guess, but if I mean, if it really goes sideways, yeah. it's like hey, you have a quarterback who's been an MVP candidate. You have a true wide receiver one. We've got new pieces all over the defense. Oh, yeah. If you, if you, if you yeah. guys, I mean, if, if you don't win the division, which is, you know, there's the rest of the division is doing nothing but improving year after year. If you don't win the division this year, um, end up in a wild card spot. And then you were to lose that to like, oh, hey, we're in a wild card spot. We got to go to yeah. Cincinnati. You got to go to. You know, uh, one of these, one of the, you got to go, God forsake, you have to go to Kansas City in like round two or something and you, lo- you lose badly in the playoffs for sure, hot seat. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying that there is a realistic possibility they finish fourth in the NFC and the AFC East just because the other teams are pretty damn good. Uh, there's a lot of talent in your division all of a sudden. You're not like like bef- like last year. I felt like was it was it was fair to expect the Bills to come. You know, but you saw you know the the quality of play you saw from them in the playoffs when they lost to the Chiefs was so high that you were like, if they maintain this at all, they're gonna just they're gonna run. They're going to be your number one power rank team. It's just going to, it's, it's all going to work. They got stagnant. They had injuries. Uh, they, and they've, uh, and they've addressed it by adding a lot of players. Like they've spent a ton, particularly on the defensive side of the ball here. And it's not guys that I'm like super fired up about, even though they're like true blue player. These guys are players. Like they're, they know they're, they're going to contribute, but they're all on the wrong side of the aging curve. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, and regression oh. comes for everyone. Um, there's just, there, yeah, there's just a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, um, uh, gray, gray hairs in this, uh, locker room all of a sudden. Um, yeah, Von, I had to look up if he was, I thought he was actually older. Von Miller's 34. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your, your safety duo who really didn't contribute a ton last year because of injuries and, uh, Hyde and, and Poyer, Poyer, uh, those guys are up there. Um, yeah, I mean, you got, you got a lot of bona fides on your roster. Your roster is good enough, uh, talent-wise, on paper, to be a top five defense, but it's pretty old, and now you have no Les Frazier, and that you know you can. I don't really care how you feel about Les Frazier. He he knew how to game plan, um, and now Sean McDermott has to figure it out. Yeah, I think he was a good coordinator. He had a good plan A usually, but if plan A yeah. didn't work, it was the adjustments that you could really criticize him for. Yeah, um, and, and I, I think that's where he struggled when he was a head coach as well. Like yeah, that's what we saw; sure. it just wasn't a good fit. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It, it's next. Like, should we just should we do a eulogy? Are we closing the Bills Super Bowl window? No, 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 no. I mean, there's they should no. still be one of the four favorite teams, but they. Oh, you absolutely- know, are you gonna I, I, like what's what would it take? What would you have to see to bet them? Like for a number? Yeah. Oh, well, number and just anything about the something about the team. <sighs> Man, I like sign Hopkins as your wide receiver too. Like, make find find some. That's been an issue with like we need a true wide receiver too up there with Diggs, mm-hmm. and you you need some improvement on the defensive side of the ball. Like Josh Allen's doing what he can. Um, Maybe use your wide, use your running backs a little differently, but man, okay. just like get get somebody to help Diggs out, work with Allen to continue to improve because he's still far from perfect. He's just you know he's such a freak too when he when he has the ball in space at times. But the defense would have to improve. Mm. Yeah, I'd need a little big number, a little bit of a bigger number. Okay, um, you buying that the, uh, the the Dolphins have a whiff of they have cooked up something special or a whiff of they've just thrown on a bunch of parts and we're expecting it to work and it might not. So I, I threw a lot of names out for the prove it year for coaches, but man, McDaniel is maybe the biggest one because that was it was similar to the you know almost like the Watson thing like, hey, how are we going to judge Sean Watson over like five games? Like yeah, it's it's hard to say if that fit worked out because I don't want to I don't want to make too much of what we saw when he finally got under center there in Cleveland later in the year, and I saw a lot of good things from Mike McDaniel. I saw a lot of things I liked. I heard a lot of things I liked, but at the same time he was, you know, Oh, Teddy's coming in. Oh, Skyler's coming in. Oh shit. Like this, this is a mess. When you have a mess like that at the quarterback position, it's really hard to judge you. So 
I'd, I'd love to see if the jujitsu helped and two are healthy for a full year, but like, I, I like the roster, man. It's like, that's a really good wide receiver one, two They have down there a lot of, a lot of filthy speed. And <laughs> you, you, I mean, you have some, I mean, just even if they don't get cook, I think you're set pretty much across the offense. Uh, and if you have a healthy quarterback, that's, it should be a really good team. Like, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, the Patriots are doing some things, but still, I think I'd have the Patriots fourth in the division right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean that they're, they're, let me, <clears throat> let me see what I got. So the Patriots, that two other things happened in, I guess three things happened in division that screw you. If you're the bills, yep. the jets get a quarterback, a good quarterback, even if he's yeah, a, the, a shadow of what he was once. The Jets, uh, the uh, Dolphins upgrade their defensive coordinator to maybe the best defensive coordinator of the last 10 years, certainly in the discussion, and Vic Fangio. That's not great for you. And uh, the Patriots made the biggest delta at the coordinator position going from Patricia to Bill O'Brien. Uh, so there's even, even if Bill, even yeah. if Bill O'Brien is a <laughs> yeah. zero, even if he's a, even his league still, average, still the biggest it's delta. Such a big yeah. delta. Um, yeah, yeah, that 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 is maybe the biggest <laughs> hindrance for the Patriots yeah. last year. Yeah. And truthfully, like, go look at the and that's the thing about the Jets too. And I said, even if it's a shadow of what we got from Rogers, like, go look at who they had to start last year through. Mm-hmm you know, the 17 games, what they got out of the quarterback position. And they won seven games. You know, yeah. that's, that's actually kind of wild to have like, hey, you know, down the stretch, we're still not out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I mean, you, you really, really got the wrong guy in the draft. You're playing Mike White. You're playing Flacco a couple times over the past yeah. couple of years. Like you probably the most, I don't know, maybe the Texans. I was going to say the most disparate quarterback situation of the past couple years it was rough and then you go to hey how about we just why don't we instead of doing this we bring a hall of famer in (laughs) for the tail end of his career because i mean and players are playing quarterbacks are able to play longer i think the rules changing to protect them is not uh, a small part of that you know that that helps quite a bit but and we've seen it a couple times with Brady Manning, like uh, a quarterback goes to a better team with a couple receivers and yeah. they can, w- they can win one late. Like the jets, the jets have some players. You if Rogers is like engaged, like yeah. bills might kind of be. Let's, let's go there. Right what, now. what, what, what if, what if Bill O'Brien is like, yeah, what, what if Bill O'Brien is like, does a good job. And I still don't <laughs> like, the, I still don't like the receiving room yeah, on, on paper. Yeah. Actually. On, on paper. The talent, the true talent for the Patriots offense, 22nd in league. It's not great. Um, and and that doesn't even account for the fact that if they lose games, what happens between the personal relationship between Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien? I mean, Bill uh, Bill Belichick. Does that yeah. continue to erode uh, to the point where it's literally like, okay, fine, Bailey's happy time, middle of a primetime game, let's do it again. Uh, like that's always kind of looming, I think, for the Patriots as far as a downside goes. Uh, and, and also, but like, this is, I was kind of saving this because I kind of, I'm still trying to wrap my head or, or believe it. But on paper, the defense that is better than the Niners, better than the Cowboys, is the New York Jets. They have 14 players who are above replacement level on this defense, including all star, all of their starters. They had two guys 
completely blow up the league at their positions last year in Sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams. There's a very real expectation that under Sala, who knows what he's doing, that this is a top five defense this year, even with a tough schedule. And I'm not saying this is enough for me to buy into Jets being like some sort of Super Bowl contender, but it's absolutely worth noting. And as you were trying to kind of synthesize, well, what is the AFC East? Patriots, ninth best defense on paper, Bills, fifth best, and uh, Dolphins, 11th. So four of your top 11 defenses on paper um, reside in the AFC East. By the way, AFC East, NFC East play each other. That is a lot of good defenses and a lot of defensive clashes. So, again, if you're shopping in that uh, just raw team points market, I wouldn't mind shooting for some unders with all of the Eastern Division teams um, kind of in the blind. I think you're going to hit at least half of those, probably more like, what, six out of eight, something like that. So keep that in the back of your mind. I don't know that Darren Rodgers is going to work. I liked big cat's point honestly is full narrative street but yeah. the idea that people are doubting aaron Rodgers and that kind of giving him a degree of focus this year and try hardishness this year is real but he's also might have completely cooked his brain and he might not be able to adapt or to he, a, he might have opened his mind <laughs> he might have opened his mind to things that aren't football and if you're not, if you're season, not he's just yeah, not feeling if, it if you're not uh, microdosing or even living um Honestly, yeah. when, I need to, when I need to write something, that's all I do is take a gummy. Um, he is old. Yeah, the O-line isn't uh, isn't super. That's probably one of their weaknesses, but he has a good wide receiver one. You get a good running back back, and the defense mm-hmm. should be elite. Like, he's he can probably be – he doesn't have to be superhero, Aaron. He can be – I don't ever want to say game manager Aaron Rodgers. But, like, <laughs> but if that's a spectrum, he can be closer to it. So uh, okay. I think I think you, you design your offense based around the fact that, hey, yeah. this dude is old and we might not be the best in protection. And I think you can do that. I still think it's a lot easier to do that. You give the you give the offense the task or the you know, the the men that'll sit in a room and put together this offensive game plan. Say, here's your task. You have Wilson, you have Brees coming back, you got some good players, you got Aaron Rodgers. Make this work. It's a lot better than saying, and we have Zach again. I, I, I'll be completely honest. Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and, uh, fuck's the guy's name. Who's Hackett. the coordinator? Hackett. Aaron Rodgers and Hackett reunion, uninspiring. Like the, the, the Jets to me look like a dead nut under, like under every game. <laughs> like, I don't, winning I 20 don't, to 17. Mm-hmm. Like that, I just I don't see offensive explosion here. The 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 O line I rate pretty poorly for the Jets. Let me see where my Jets offense. Was there actually ever quotes about him being like, "I'm a big Nate Hackett guy," because he was always he he, he was the bait. He was the bait. Like, oh, we're gonna get him to Denver, and then yeah. they did it again, and you know yeah. it actually happened. But I never heard him be like, "Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just really miss Nate Hackett, and yeah. I want to get back with him." So and, the Jets uh, for I me offense, Jets for me offense, dead middle of the league on paper but holes which isn't good mm-hmm. right you don't want you don't Hol- want weak, weak, you don't want weak links in your system especially if those are an offensive line big big spread between what their offense might do and what might go wrong with it like yeah if uh if rogers is engaged and he's playing well it's a it's a top 10 offense 
if sure. the if the offensive line is struggling and he's struggling because of it, it's a bottom ten offense. Like mm. that's a wide range, I think, for that team. Whereas the defense, yep. even if it takes a step back, it's still very good. Um, we agree. Uh, the uh, the general read I have on <clears throat> uh, the AFC North is super competitive. Very, very, very fine margins between these two, these four teams. Yeah. Um, but I have the Browns squarely fourth. So I think the people that are kind of buzzing about Browns upside uh well, i think a lot luck. of it is a lot of it is price yeah. based too yeah but if i'm gonna <laughs> shoot for price in that division i'll take the steelers with the talent that they have on defense the steelers are a top four unit by my numbers yeah um they are also kind of a unique team where they're a little bit and this doesn't always work out for me believe me i've done this trick before and it's not panned out but they are deep right like they don't have a ton of top end big number guys like like two standard deviations of you know the michael parsons and the it's just you know, a, the lack, a lack of holes just they, yeah they're just they're complete and they're deep like they're reserved they have among the best reserves in the on the offensive line and in the defense of the entire nfl they spent pretty wisely pretty shrewdly on some guys who are just good players who no one really like thinks about um and you know i think their schedule is soft enough that if I'm, I'm, uh, you know, if I'm, if I have to take a shot and then AFC North, I mean, I've already kind of stated my affinity for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson and Todd Munkin, but my player level numbers for them are pretty disappointing, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense looks pretty average uh, and their schedule looks pretty tough for an average defense to try to get through. Yeah. Uh, and the defense looks brittle. like it's just it's just Roquan Smith <laughs> like there's not a lot else there which is kind of spooky so um, I still think Baltimore and Pittsburgh probably decides that division which may be obvious question of why do I doubt the Bengals and I don't have a good answer for you yet where is what's your temperature on Cincinnati <clears throat> Cincinnati should be good obviously it, it should starts, be right. It starts. It starts at the quarterback position. We still, we maybe have been underrating uh, Taylor for years. I guess maybe they're doing it despite him. I don't know. Like Burrow has intangibles. Burrow has just like he's never. You just never feel out of it. It's 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 very Chiefs esque when it's like oh well, we still have you know we can still have this offense. It just comes out here and saves us in the second half. Uh, would like to see maybe some help in the secondary here there like that'd be nice it's gonna be it's gonna be some some holes in the defense some younger players there it like you said it it feels like what i said about all the nfc divisions like it feels like a very compacted division because yes lamar's back and he got paid and we brought in some receivers but i'm not like over the moon for odell beckham jr in 2023 the munkin thing sounds good in quotes but I'm not just I'm not in love with how that could go, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like we could see more of, you know, last year Lamar than MVP year Lamar, honestly, with still what they have on offense. Uh obviously you, you know, we are where we are on the Browns. If we don't see a big step forward where to where he was to Sean Watson is, you know, a huge boondoggle at that point. And then yeah, the the Steelers, the only issue for me is like I've yeah, I've watched 
like Kenny Pickett. I'm just not so sure there's a there's a big step forward mm-hmm. yet. Like he was he was acceptable a lot of times. Like we saw some pretty acceptable play. Once in a while we'd see a good throw and a lot of the, you know that a lot of it I'd put on Pickens more than him. Like hey Pickens made a great catch yeah. about but he you know he still had to put the ball out there but I don't know if I see a high upside with Pickett and you know outside of Pickens I'm not so sure it's a it's a really really good offense. Like I, like you said that defense is great but it's still 2023 and you know we're not going to wait the defense like we wait in offense and if I had to go offense in that division it's still probably Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And it's and at that point, it's followed by a, a tight tie between Baltimore and, and Cleveland. And they're clearly, you know, their fourth. That's the fourth offense. It's the first defense, but it's the fourth offense. So, if Pickett, if I'm wrong, and Pickett takes a step forward, and he can be middle of the pack, we see something like. Otherwise, it's like, hey, good, we held that team to you know 15 points. And lost by eight again. I just, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I can see them becoming, and in, in a way different sense because this is such a weird situation with the coaching sure. and and what we had between Hackett and what you get with Tomlin are not anything alike. But remember that with Denver, it's like, oh my god, this defense is so good. Sure, and they're and they're scoring ten points a game, and they've lost like eight out of nine here. It's just yeah. like th- these games are this total should be 30 because this defense has no holes at this point. And truthfully, they were playing well above where anybody thought they would. They were mm-hmm. supposed to be good, not great. But th- it does feel Denver-esque to me, or it's like, oh shit, the mm-hmm. quarterback just not getting it. And we need like eight more points a game, and we'd be undefeated. Yeah. Personal rankings I have since the second offensively, 18th defensively. So I have them as a below average personnel defensively. And that's yeah. because of the attrition from so they lost some important pieces last year. And Luan Ruma was in his bag. Safeties? Yeah, they did. Uh, Luan Ruma was in his bag cooking up some some magic last year, but he had better personnel to work with on the back half. He does not have that this year. I think that's gonna cost them some, you know, this just put puts more pressure on the offense. Um again, having the second best offense in the NFL is positive. Offense is more predictive, surely. Um, but I don't know that I don't know that there's much more room for Burrow to go up. No, I don't like <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's my hesitancy. I feel like you saw the best of it. It was good. I mean, it's I know, been it's a, very good, but it's, it's, it's a like, Super Bowl berth and a yeah, no, damn like, near. Like if you know, if we're if we're halfway through the season and we're having conversations again, like we were having at the end of last, not not us having this because it was idiots, but if we're ha- if the if the media space is having conversations, is Burrow better than Mahomes? Halfway through the season, I'll be really surprised because that's going to mean either Mahomes took a big step back, which I think is unex- unexpected, or Burrow continues to step forward, which I just am not sure is possible. Yeah, it checks out though. It's it's a weird. Okay. If, if the defense is worse than we think and it's down in the twenties, they might struggle. Okay. If it can if it can play in that fifteen to eighteen range, offense just matters more, man. Yeah. On paper, personnel, Baltimore. I have ninth. Uh, offensive paper, I have Pittsburgh thirteenth. Um, I will note this though about your Kenny Pickett shade. 
I think that's affording us some entry prices on Pittsburgh preseason. Well, and I, I think that's the thing. Like you yeah. said, you like Pittsburgh, and it's certainly not like, oh, I love Kenny Pickett. It's I love the price. Yeah, of course. But it's, it's absolutely yeah. the price because all yeah. things considered, if Kenny Pickett can play, yeah, just you see a little bit of a second year jump. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm trying to think if somebody who even did this, you know, obviously we're not going to see something like a Josh Allen, but just like a get to that spot where you're just Gino or sure. something, you know, you sure. know, you're like, you're like the 12th best quarterback over the course of the year. Good. That's a good team. Yeah. Like, because nah, you're yeah. getting, you, you get above league average offense combined yeah. with that defense. Like that's a, that's a good team. And I think that's what you're getting when you buy a price in on Pittsburgh. Okay. So uh, I'm ready to throw my lot in with the guy with tiny hands. I'm, I, I admit it. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, the key, I guess, and again, like uh, I heard this great, great uh um cognitive bias you probably know this one but uh, have you ever heard of the sharpshooter fallacy is it like hot hand no sharpshooter fallacy is um it has to do with basically taking clusters of data and then like backfitting a reason that oh, there's a cluster seeing, there seeing right? seeing a pattern where it is a pattern where there isn't yeah. one right and it's basically comes from the terminology of like if you have somebody with no shooting experience whatsoever shoot a, shoot into the side of a barn and then you paint the target around their closest cluster you can yeah. make a sharpshooter right you're like, yeah, like well look at this guy right so it's like basically painting the target after you got the data um yeah. And some of this I've been doing, I'm trying hard not to do that with any of my NFL analysis at the player level, but it's very, very tough. Um, And I will tell you that I test betting wise, Pittsburgh was a dead nut bet down the stretch last season, right? They were, they were an automatic. And I I didn't really know why. Yeah. And Um, I think too, that, that, that if you have a, you know, a box and whisker for every NFL quarterback, yeah. And you look at the rest of the team because that is that is the biggest key. That's the biggest component in any NFL team. Is I think it's quarterback, coach, and then probably you know the rest of your passing offense. Mm-hmm. It's uh, your your you know your your left tackle, your wide receiver one, and then probably corners. Yeah. But if if you have a good like distribution idea of where this quarterback is going to play this year, and you just start looking at what if we get into that just the first, you know, the little bit into that top quartile? Like, what is this team? Sure. And there's a bunch of teams where it's like, I mean, he's already league average. And it's like, like you said with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's his box is up by the whisker. You know, it's, it's, it, there's just not that much room to like at this point, it's he like, be well, as high as one, as low as five. Yeah. Maybe if, you get, three. yeah if, you, right. if you get that much yeah. better, it's like, well, that's not something anybody thought was going to happen because now you're the best quarterback to ever play the game. And you've passed up Mahomes somehow. Like, yeah, it's, just, right. it's just not, it's not, it's not really in the, you know, in, in an actual realistic range of outcomes. Whereas like sure. some of these guys that have a really wide range, like I'm not asking you to be, the best possible out of the entire multiverse can he pick it i'm asking you to get into that top quartile yeah what sure. happened what happens to that team fuck that team wins yeah. 11 12 games yeah so here's uh just without looking um after the buy they were a bet last year mm-hmm. i bet them a bunch um can he pick it epa per play among all quarterbacks from week 10 to the end of the season was what andy 14th Ooh, 12th. Good guess. He was 12th. Um, 
a lot of quarterbacks that we would you know qualify as good quarterbacks were below him in EPA per play, including the likes of the Justin Herberts of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. And that was when Aaron Rodgers was recovering from the thumb. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you know, he he found something at the end of last season. Matt Canada figured something out. I don't know if it's sustainable, but uh we'll be kind of keeping a very, 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 very close eye on camp news and notes from the Steelers. Like honestly, like a little optimism and a little pessimism is going to blow me in a very strong direction either way on those guys. Um, and uh, we'll we'll save that. More thoughts on this for the uh, actual team preview. Um, Browns, eh, I don't really have much to say. I'm like it's, dead average offense, dead average defense on paper. It's, it's another one of those two where Watson's um, – we've seen what bad Watson looks like. So his his distribution got bigger after last year because like sure. oh this this is how bad it can be, and because of some external factors like switching teams, switching coaches, not playing for eighteen months obviously it was a big part of that as well, uh, living with the guilt of being a sex offender probably not sleeping all that well <laughs> like those things uh, those things moved his bottom range down but he still just because he's done it before and he hasn't gone through some sort of catastrophic injury yeah. uh, since, and we haven't seen like, you know, he hasn't aged out yet. He still has such a high end that the Browns have a very good opportunity to be very, very good. And yeah. it basically <laughs> depends on him. Here's, if, here's, if you want to, if you want to bet on the Browns, yeah. you should just take some, like, unless you're getting a big price, so, you know, if you're getting a big plus money price, because the, the price I'm going to discuss is just going to be probably up, you know, minus 110 on both sides. But if you really think the Browns are going to be playing well, you should probably just be betting some Watson stats over. It's like, sure. take his yardage over, take his touchdowns over. Like, if they're actually good, you should cash in on that because it'll suck if you get a good price on the Browns and one of these other, and the Bengals just win 14 games. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I was right about Deshaun Watson. But they're still they still didn't win the North because there's a bunch of good teams that have some high end probabilities here. So yeah. if I if I was betting on the Browns and I'd, I'd I'd like the long shots like give me the AFC, give me the North, but I'd take some Watson props too because that's that's it. Yeah, sure. Plus if he gets hurt, it's over. So yeah, um, the I'm not betting against the Browns, but I just Watson was Watson was at his best when the league defense was very different very different i need to see him succeed in the current environment to feel like he's got the goods still also watson was relatively amazing when quarterback play in the nfl generally stunk yeah we were in and the much better we were, in, we were in the drought <laughs> we were in the drought and we're, we're not in now drought. so um yeah he might you know he, he in, in today's nfl i think he's average if he's better than that then the browns are gonna win and congratulations to everybody who was buzzy about them um, are we uh are we in the golden age of nfl quarterbacking in this you know let, let's say we have to have a cutoff because you know and, and just i tweeted about this this morning like who's the best quarterback uh for every franchise how many how many franchises have the best quarterback they've ever had playing for them right now uh, absolutely yeah. seven eight seven eight nine but it, and you know a couple of people brought it up like how do you compare it like yeah hey Otto graham was very good and sid luckman was good that's not football like compared to what we're playing nowadays so it, it's almost like you, you have to probably do that with you know even back to 
Montana young days, Aikman, like that was very different kind of football as well. So, you know, there were a lot of good quarterbacks in the eighties into the nineties. Like we got to see Marino, Aikman, young Montana, Elway, Favre. There were so many fun, good quarterbacks, but like this might be better. And I think a lot of it is just because the league wants it this way. And like, you know, guys are going to be able to, get close to 6,000 yards now. Yeah. Uh, a division where I'm not expecting a lot of high quality quarterback play is the AFC South. Um, in a macro sense, it was easy to, to stay, plant a flag in the Jaguars. And I have not changed my opinion on the Jaguars probability of winning the South should be very, very high, uh, higher than market. However, I have cooled on them substantially because of the quality of the rest of that roster. Um, Trevor Lawrence, is going to have to take a humongous leap forward, uh, in my opinion, in order to kind of get this offensive roster on paper to be a top 10 unit, which doesn't feel great. Um, they lost quality at the tackle position due to suspension and you know just roster attrition. Um, there are defensive questions all over the place. They need Trayvon Walker to take a leap for the defense to be good. Um, they're just they're, they're clearly, in my opinion, the best in the AFC South because of the quarterback position, almost exclusive, and the coach almost exclusively. Um, you're not even going to believe who I have as the most talented roster in the AFC South, Andy. What is your guess? Oh, how do you rate your rookies? Like that's the truly interesting thing. Uh, I'm rating them as replacement level. Uh, every single no, I'm if you're starting a rookie drafted on day two, <laughs> See, if you're dra- if you're <laughs> there's three guesses. One of us is right. Um, if you're if you're if you're uh, if you were drafted on day two and you're a starter, I'm rating you as um, below would, replacement level. If you're a day one starter, you're exactly replacement level for me in my projections. I I want to go Texans because you actually yeah. have a tackle. You have yeah. some good offensive linemen. You have some decent young wide yeah. receivers, and you might have the best quarterback out of the at least out of the rookies. Like Jesus, and yeah, as Sam's pointed out, there's a couple good defensive players. Like mm-hmm. Houston, Houston has kind of been this way for a few years, though. They've been a quarterback away from at least being a team that you know you talk about. And I mean, yeah. five years ago, they were beating good teams in the playoffs. Yeah, this is a uh, this is. It's a team that really never, it never went away. It just did because of the quarterback, and obviously the coaching and the leadership there was super weird and uneven. But yeah, they have, they have kind of a good offensive line. I'd be if if I'm if I'm a rookie quarterback, I don't hate the landing spot. Yeah, yeah, I, and I mean, I have no expectations for the offense, no expectations for Stroud at all. I think this offense on paper I rate pretty low. Let me see where my offense is for the Texans. 27th on paper offense. But the defense is a top 10 unit in terms of bodies. And that seems crazy to say. This seems absolutely crazy because they were awful last year. But they have a ton of guys who have like above, you know, they're producing at a level above expectation for their position, which is kind of wild. Uh, and now you add in whatever you get from 
bringing in a defensive minded coach who's, you know, responsible for one of the better units in the NFL. And I think you could have something interesting here. Um, like they don't, again, they don't have anyone stand out at all. In fact, no one that's above one standard deviation above expectation, but they have 13 guys who are all plus on the defensive side of the ball, which is kind of deep and kind of good. Yeah. And, and I mean, you didn't even, parts, yeah. you, you had a, I mean, it was a middle middle of the second round pick, but Mechie was a Bama wide receiver. Sure. Uh, a few of them have worked out so far, sure. and like you didn't get anything out of him. You're you're getting yeah. essentially another young rookie, first year wide receiver added to that offensive roster. And yeah, if you get anything out of that offense, yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a it could be a, a bit of a rock fight division unless I thought unless, it was, unless yeah. Lawrence takes some big step forward and and we don't see the issues with the the players they lost. It's a bit of a rock fight, huh? Yeah, and I think uh, realistically, I think it was fun to make the jokes about the Texans giving away their one number one next year because it was potentially going to be a top two pick to the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this yeah, is they, this is probably an all over team where it's at. Yeah, they they could they could. Oh man, winning record is a big ask, but they could tease it. They could get close. Yeah, I mean they got they got they get to play the Colts and the uh, uh, and the Titans. Titans. Those the state of those rosters is really really tough, man. I think the Colts are going to be a bet on down the stretch, but they could be losing aggressively through the months of September, October, November. Yeah, and uh, I think Richardson, and as we saw at the combine, and everyone talked about for months, lots of upside. I think it's a longer. Uh, a longer build up to get him ready to play NFL offense. Okay. Excuse me, against NFL defenses. Yeah. Like, I, I do think like that could work out really nicely. Just maybe not week three of his rookie mm-hmm. year. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of a uh, a build. Uh, this leads us to the last division real quick on a on a kind of macro sense. <sighs> Chiefs into into infinity. Um, well, yeah, what are you gonna do? Fade them? Like, have fun with that. All those bets have done real well the last few years. Like, it's it's the fun biggest, to talk about. The biggest margin between the best and second best rosters in division in the NFL is San Francisco to Seattle. The second biggest gap is Chiefs to Chargers. And this is actually not even accounting for what you saw from a lot of those young defenders on the Chiefs in their playoff run which was really impressive right like they had super duper young guys doing some really important shit in the months of january and february and if you get that quality from those guys for a full season then all of a sudden personnel wise defensively you're talking clearly top half of the nfl um and they have the best offense in the nfl because they have pat Mahomes. yeah we'll find out i almost Chiefs are inevitable. Nothing. So the funniest outcome, and this is not analysis. This is not anything I think that actually will happen. The funniest outcome will be the Chiefs offense just falling apart and it being like, oh, my God, it was the enemy the whole time. Like the enemy was Kaiser Sosa. He's the one that made Mahomes tick. He he was the you know Andy Reid's lost his fastball. He was he was you know riding the enemy's coattails for 
Um, I don't actually think that's true. And I, I like I like who they brought in. Actually, it's not a it's not one of those where I have a ton of guys. Nagy, like, right? Yeah, it's like I fucking hate you as a head coach, but I like you as a coordinator. <laughs> Nagy Nagy's definitely one of those. He falls strictly into that uh, yeah. that bin for me. So I yeah, it, a bit inevitable. But what is it? You know, what is it going to take for someone? To, to overtake him and it's probably two parts because it's not just you have to have a really good year you have to have a really good year and the chiefs have to probably take a mini step back uh you know pat has to miss games probably yeah, yeah. Like, is that is that the answer like for the yeah. chargers to win the division pat has to miss games jesus in my opinion yeah i I'm, i i i thought i was gonna like the chargers roster more but i'm having a tough time with this one having a tough time and I'm having a tough time with some of the numbers on on Herbert. I'm having a tough time with some of the, uh, you know, kind of conceptual leap very, about Colin Moore. Very inconsistent uh, play from that offense yeah. last year. We saw some good play, and then we saw t- yeah. times where they were lost. Yeah. Uh, if we find out, it was mostly the was it was it Lombardi? Lombardi. Lombardi. He's now it, Saints, right? Or no, he's yeah. Sean Payton. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lombardi um, is in division. If uh, if we find out it was Lombardi and Kellen Moore makes a big difference, uh, now we're now we're cooking with fire, I guess. But at the same yeah. point, like uh, I worry that the maybe the Herbert hype was a little too big right off the bat because that was a crazy ass rookie year, and just now you know it, it's almost like you said with uh, with Burrow. What if we kind of hit that ceiling or like right off the bat, and that's the best you're gonna get. Sure. Then, the, then this this team and this roster isn't good enough to probably dance with KC. Yeah, and I guess the um, I mean the major concerns really are like Brandon Staley is still very very high on my shit list. Like, <laughs> I don't know that he's got it. Getting Mike Williams hurt week seventeen, playing uh, playing Herbert through the broken ribs elongating his recovery like he made some fundamental decisions at the head coaching position last year that uh that are problems uh blowing a 27 zero lead in the playoffs not good um yeah i mean staley may just not be the guy um and yeah his regression from the aggressiveness we saw two years ago to what we saw from him last year was just pure chaos is tough to square um and maybe that ultimately holds him back but i don't know we'll see We'll see with the Chargers. The count me out on this roster for the Broncos. Way, 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 way too many holes. Even though they spent a bunch of money, like replacing, you know, replacing Hackett with Peyton is one of the bigger deltas at head coach position. But you bring in Joe Lombardi, don't love. Bring in Vance Joseph to run the defense over a guy in Jero Evro who apparently is very good. Um, that's probably where did that's where did he come from. Why can't I think of that? Vance Joseph? No, Averro. Uh, uh, Averro Averro from Denver last year to the yep. Panthers this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very good last year. So yeah, a lot, lot of, lot of not feeling great about where the Broncos are as far as the roster goes, and a lot of their moves in the offseason, to me at least don't look like we're contending. We're turning this thing around this year. It's like, well, if Russ Wilson bounces back, we'll be, you know, maybe we'll make a playoffs. But if yeah, he doesn't, we we're set up to to re, re re you know re recharge here aggressively they have, they have the 10th best personnel defensively by my numbers 23rd best offense yeah if if russ isn't 
good. No, I mean, Rust can't just be good. He has to be like great. Otherwise, it's a rebuild, which is, yeah. which, and then you're super fucked with that contract. So they yep. really, uh, they really painted themselves into a yeah. corner. And then they, I mean, the, the rescue plan was going all in on a coach, yeah. Yeah. which works. I like yeah. it. Um, but you know, yeah. people, people have made these jokes and they're not really jokes about like how many first round picks would you trade for, you know, some of these top coaches, oh, you know, let, yeah. let's, let's say you had, um, I'm trying to think who, who's, who's on the hot seat, but it's like an up, up and coming team. Not, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think mm. like a good replacement spot, but like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, if the Jets don't make it and Sala gets fired, that's well, taking let's, over a pretty talented roster of young Let's go pre there. pre D'Amico hire. You don't have a coach yet in yeah in in Texans. You're allowed to trade as many first round picks for as many years. You can trade thirty in a row if you want. How many is Andy Reid or like you know Shanahan McVay? Some how much is that worth to you to get him in there? You know, with, with a team that's like, hey. We're close, and we could we could pop here. It's like five firsts, right? Maybe, yeah. It's really that's a really tough question. It's a lot of it's a lot of draft capital. I'm sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's why Dallas didn't make the move to go for Peyton. You know, no. they like their first round picks. They love their first round picks. Um, Jerry, Jerry loves picking. loves them. Um, all right, the uh, Raiders are the easiest take in all of the NFL. Save them for less. There's 0.0% chance that this works and that this roster as composed will equal, let alone better, the sum of the parts. It's the couple that you just know they're going to be screaming at each other at a party (laughs) in like two weeks. Like these two are going to break up in like a month. Like everybody in the world can see it except the people who are dating each other. It is like everybody from the outside is looking at this like, how is this the plan? (laughs) <laughs> and again, they don't have the money to get out of the contract for the coach. And they're mm-hmm. still, are they still playing Chucky? Like, how did that end up? Like, I don't remember I don't know. how that the, all ended up. The Raiders don't even have close to the worst roster. I have them as 23rd. But where there are holes and the, the way that they've built fragile systems on the offensive line and in the secondary tells me that this team is going to be playing from behind with no way to protect a brittle quarterback. Period. That's the entire, we just did the Raiders. Damn, clip that one and we'll just run that on Raiders Day. Like, it's over. That they That is such a fundamental whiff on how to build a I think, team. Yeah, I, don't even, I don't even know what they were thinking. We've talked about it as a strength and as a weakness for a bunch of these teams where it's just like, hey, if you're going to have holes, it's good to have them here. Or if you, you know, hey, you have holes at the wrong spots. Like, they picked <laughs> all the worst spots to have holes including quarterback and head coach. Like, <laughs> like just, and I mean, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun destination. If nothing else, tickets are cheap. If you go into Vegas and you want to catch a Raiders game, hopefully Ooh. tickets won't be cheap. That's the thing. Like it's still the NFL, like tickets, they'll still sell out. Ooh, I'm going to look at their schedule and pick a weekend to go out there. I know. I kind of, I kind of want to check that place out. I hate going to NFL games, <clears> but if they had a primetime game, I'd go. You know the Super Bowl is going to be in Vegas this year. Oh yeah! Stay tuned. I might have news on that. Uh, oh, coming up. Oh really? Oh. oh, 
You want to preview Wimbledon first? Joker wins the men's, Eagle wins the women's. All right. Good show, Andy. Let's put yeah. it on ice. Honestly, maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll do something later in the week, even if it's just like a back and forth text thread where I, I bombard <laughs> you with some Wimbledon questions. Oh, sure. Uh, that that sounds fun for a Friday afternoon, but yeah, like no, the, the, Wim, yeah. Wimbledon Wimbledon is gonna kind of fucking suck. Men's is yes, yeah. The um, men's is a skip <laughs> I'm, I'm, until I'm, the final when you I, can see something uh, cool. We you know we talked a bunch about this with golf, and I brought up tennis when I talked sport trade. Uh, I'm going to trade some tennis. Like it's the perfect time of day when they're playing. Yeah, and like so. Uh, look forward to maybe a little of that. Me trying to tr- live trade a tennis match. That should be fun, but uh, mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, it's it's not a great. It's not. Yeah, I I don't take me the wrong way. I don't actually have especially high confidence in Iga. I just just doing that for the bit because we talked about NFL for an hour and a half, and I don't. And there's nothing I can say on this podcast about Wimbledon that you probably haven't heard me say somewhere else, or I won't say with Gil when we talk Wimbledon after the draw. And really, like. The, 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 my true my true opinion here is that uh, Joker is over sixty percent chance to win this. Alcaraz is almost the remaining win like prop. 30, <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> no one else in this draw, in my opinion, has more than two percent chance. So there's really no reason to really handicap the men's. There's no reason to take the Alcaraz price. Sit on your hands. Wait for that. Wait for him to get to the final if he does. And if he does, then he's probably a bet against Djokovic because it's going to take Djokovic a little bit of time to solve his game, much like it took him time to solve Sinner's game in last year's quarterfinals. We'll be uh, maybe we'll trade in the final. Oh baby, oh my goodness, that will be a fun trade. I cannot wait for that final. I really, really hope that's what. We yeah, I'm, I, that, it, it's you know, it's hey, we want to see. Yeah, honestly, it's not even Bills Chiefs anymore. It is probably Chiefs Bengals. Yeah, is the game I want to see every yeah. year in the playoffs. Now yeah. it's the same thing. Like I better get Alcaraz Joker. Yeah. and uh, on the women's side, for real, the only bet I have in pocket, thanks to uh, one of the listeners for pointing uh, Petra forty to one out to me. I was buzzing about Petra on one of our pods. Somebody reached out. I was like, hey, yeah, <laughs> they're like, I found Petra forty one. I was like, oh, you don't mind? Don't mind if I do. Um, don't mind if I do. Uh, and then uh, uh, everything, everything else, women, there's probably like 12 women who can realistically win. And I think you need to see the draw before you make a move. Um, and that's fascinating. The sign collectible. St. Ega is sick. Almost withdrew today, according to Polish media. Hmm. Because there's a virus going around. I don't know if you heard, but Robakina has got it. She apparently is not a robot. She is human. She yeah. gets sick. Hmm. Alcaraz Kyrgios semifinals. I'd watch that as well, obviously. So. <laughs> um, have a good Fourth of July, guys. Yeah, enjoy um, the holiday. If you are a Canadian, I know we have a lot of Canadian listeners. Enjoy your Canada Day. That also falls during this uh, holiday. Um, there's a Muslim holiday. I'm pretty sure happening tomorrow. Maybe I don't. I can't. I'm not good at pronouncing some of those. Enjoy that. I don't know if Australians have any holidays. I know you have a, a lot of Aussie listeners. Australian, they don't. Do they have any cool holidays down there? I mean, they they had the uh, the thing where. To, I had to ask uh, God, what is what's your NBC guy from? What can I think of his name. I had to ask. I had I asked all the Australians in the NBA chat about this fucking rugby thing. And he's like, ah, people only people from two states care about it. The rest of Australia doesn't give a shit. So they, they had something going on. There is 
not really a lot going in Australia. Their next all country shuts down for Good Friday. That's yeah, their their next yeah their next one is Christmas. So mm. sorry, Australia. <laughs> enjoy the, enjoy the well. It's winter down it's there. The, it, it's now it's winter, yeah. Yeah, it's the long Yeah, but it doesn't mean yeah. Christmas is now. <laughs> no, I know. It's not how calendars yeah. work, too. No, I know. Uh, well, it's, well, it's, it's, rough. it's a rough time of year for them. They don't have anything to look forward to. They don't have Christmas in the middle of winter to look forward to. Well, I love to that. distract them. Dumb. All right. Either way, enjoy the holiday, guys. We'll be back next Wednesday with some schedule talk. All right. For no format, I think that was pretty fun. Got a lot of thoughts. I like. Thoughts in there. I like the NFL. Yeah, no, no question. Really? No question. You can really tell when you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs>